1: Welcome back to the Chris and Joe show presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I'm Joe DeLeon joined by Chris Flum and we have another mailbag show for you here during the offseason post NFL combine. We've got a number of questions to answer for you that are free agency related, trade related and also draft trade-related. A lot of them, interestingly enough, are related to Leonard Williams. As you can probably guess, a lot of people are trying to find ways to get rid of him and out of New York. So our very first question that we have on today's mailbag show, like I said, addresses Leonard Williams' situation and is specific to Yannick Gakoi, the past rusher from the Jacksonville Jaguars. This question comes from Dave Kamens. He says, hey guys, love your show. I was just wondering if the Giants could pull off a trade for Yannick Ngakwe for Leonard Williams. If the Giants sign Williams and then propose a trade for Ngakwe, the Giants would then get get an edge rusher they were looking for and the Jags would get a player that would cost less and not have a guy that doesn't want to be there. The Giants would still lose the two picks for Williams, but it would fill a bigger need. So this is a hypothetical situation And first thing I want to add in on here is that you don't even really need to sign Leonard Williams. You just have to franchise tag him and then work out that deal with Jacksonville. I think that this would be pretty reasonable. You probably would have to send some additional draft compensation just because of value. You can't just straight up send Leonard Williams for Yannick Ngakwe in terms of, like I said, value between the two players. Ngakwe is worth a little bit more than Leonard Williams. But overall, I think this is a pretty realistic deal that could happen. You get an interior defensive lineman. There's a chance that they don't retain Kalias Campbell, and it would help them out along that defense.
2: Yeah, I think this probably would be a, a pretty good deal for the Giants. They would really definitely have to send some additional compensation to Jacksonville. From what I've been seeing around the— it's kind of anticipated that Jacksonville will look for right around a first-round pick for Ngakwe. You know, it's a, getting him out of there wouldn't be cheap. And Williams is a good player, but you know, I'm not sure he's really a first-round caliber player, even though he was drafted at sixth overall not that long ago. So I think if the Giants wanted to swing this trade, they would probably have to send additional draft capital over to Jacksonville to really make the value work out for them. And unfortunately, without their third round pick, the Giants would have to probably make, make it their second round pick. So I'm not sure if in reality there is a deal to, me, to be made there. But this also does lead right into our second question.
1: Yeah, coincidentally enough, we had two questions that were in relation to Yannick Ngakwe and Leonard Williams. This one is coming from Anup K. His question is, does this trade make sense? Yet another hypothetical situation. He is asking Giants trade the fourth overall pick and Leonard Williams. He'll have to be signed first to Jacksonville for the ninth overall pick in Yannick Ngakwe giants will essentially be trading their first third and fourth for jacksonville's first and yannick I'm not really sure the logic there with the third in the fourth unless you're saying that that's what would be thrown in to the trade i think that that's I, type of a swap or are you going to address how the how that kind of works in
2: i, I was going to say i think Basically, the the rationale there is it costs the Giants a third and a fourth to get Leonard Williams, so they're assigning that value to him in addition to the first overall pick.
1: I don't know if the transitive transitive property works that easily in this situation, but I understand the logic. But it would be a a swap of picks. It makes some sense, but I would argue that the – the Giants wouldn't really be getting much out. They would be getting the short end of the stick in that situation because you're moving all the way back to nine. Yes, you're getting Yannick Ngakwe, but really besides that, I think you can get a lot more for a trade-up into the top five. There is a lot of value to move up that high. And then in addition to that, there's current reports that are indicating that they're trying to trade Nick Foles because they want Gardner Minshew to be their starter. Now, they could be trying to trade him because they want to draft a quarterback, but it really does not look like they're trying to move away from Gardner Minshew. I think that they are confident he can be their guy, at least for a couple seasons, and they want to experiment with that. They know what they have in Nick Foles. They're they're not really content with him, but I don't really see what the point of trading up into four would really do for them.
2: Yeah, I I think they could also be trying to move on from Nick Foles' contract, which for what they've gotten from him is just a no-good terrible very bad contract so i think that's really more what jacksonville is trying to do and yeah this is something that actually came up when we were talking off air with dan pazuda in our last show was could the giants instead swing an nba style trade with the jaguars and perhaps deal them a fourth round pick or something like that for Nick Foles, and perhaps the Jaguars' second or third round pick. The precedence was already set by the Cleveland Browns with the Brock Osweiler trade, where they basically took Osweiler's terrible contract off the Houston Texans' hands in addition to getting a second round pick. So that would be a way for the Giants to potentially add draft capital, add you know, another pick to help fill a need, and really turn some of their cap space into dra- into draft capital. And it would also get them another veteran quarterback who could compete with Alex Tanney, albeit on a very bad deal. But the Giants would still be paying right around or perhaps even a little bit less than $20 million for the quarterback position, which is not unfamiliar territory for
1: them. Just to elaborate on these scenarios, l- let's forget about Leonard Williams for a second. I think it's worth addressing the Yannick Ngakwe trade because we've seen Dave Gettleman be willing to make these moves. We saw it last offseason when he traded for Kevin Zeitler. He also traded away Odell Beckham Jr. There were a number of moves that were made by Gettleman. He's very willing to make these trades. And at the same time, a lot of us can agree that right now Gettleman might be on the hot seat if he can't produce results in this season. So making a big deal like this could really help them out. If we're talking about really what the market is for a trade for an elite pass rusher or a top-tier pass rusher, at least an above-average pass rusher, Ngakwe is very, very good at his position. You have to look at last offseason with D. Ford being traded from the Chiefs to the San Francisco 49ers for a second-round pick, and then also the Seahawks trading Frank Clark to the Chiefs, and that was for a first-round pick and a... Uh, 2020 second round pick and also a swap of third round picks in 2019 so they're going to have to move some serious draft capital in the second to third round if they want to to make this move realistic I don't think that Leonard Williams could play in as easily as it sounds they could and I don't even fully know if they're going to make this, this full effort to sign Leonard Williams only to trade him if Dave Gettleman wants to retain and bring back Leonard Williams he's gonna do it to keep him on that defense
2: yeah I don't think this is a case where they where they uh, traded for him to trade him I think they did trade for him to sign him and that kind of has been the plan all along unfortunately even though he kind of has been our a primary target for the Giants free agency at least in looking ahead to free agency I think the Jaguars franchising in Gakwe kind of takes him out of play for the Giants because working out a trade is not going to be easy, especially if they are looking for a first-round pick or a first-round pick plus. And then whichever team has to—whichever team signs him to a long-term contract is probably going to have to sign him to a deal of about 22 million dollars a year that's reportedly what he's looking for he wants to be the highest paid edge rusher in the nfl so that i think is just going to make any deal just too tricksy to work out unless of course dave Gettleman decides you know what i'm doing this i'm getting it done i'm stepping up to the plate and calling my shot and that I think it's going to be, if it happens, it's going to be a blockbuster.
1: Yes, certainly. There's going to be a lot that's going to go into a trade for anything along those lines to even happen. Our next question is a little bit more NFL draft-related. Jason LLC is asking, athleticism versus technique, which is better in a prospect? Well, in terms of higher-rated guys, athleticism always has more potential for a prospect. If you have a really athletic guy that maybe is not as technically sound, coaches and talent evaluators will look at that guy and say, he has the the athletic traits that other guys don't have. We can mold him into a better football player. Because sometimes when you get these really technically sound guys, but they're athletically limited because they're not fast enough, they're not strong enough, well, they're not going to be able to do as much for your team, they're going to hit a ceiling at some point. There's always a higher ceiling when it comes to those athletic traits.
2: Yeah, I think that hits the nail on the head exactly. Assuming you have a guy who at least passes minimum thresholds for athleticism, coming out of school with polished technique will usually mean they can step up or step in and contribute right away more quickly. This isn't exactly a perfect analogy because he was also an exceptional athlete but the reason why Odell Beckham was able to have the breakout rookie year he did is because he was already a very savvy, very technically sound wide receiver. He was already playing chess with defensive backs from the moment he stepped on the field. Now, the fact that he was also an exceptional athlete really shows that the best prospect is going to be athletic and technically sound, coaches and scouts they will always look at an athlete and say I can work with that I can mold that I can teach him how to football guys who guys who are technically sound but not athletic they're really never going to be able to break through that ceiling the athlete will probably always be at least better thought of as a prospect and at least have at least get more chances
1: our next question before we hit the commercial break is from parent I nine. He is asking who else besides Kyle Duggar is a small schooler that could be a nice fit for the giants. Well, I'm going to keep pushing my guy. That is the small schooler. That is, Jeremy Chin, safety prospect from Southern Illinois FCS program. The reason why I say he's a fit is because he is very scheme versatile. He can be used at a number of different positions based on what your schematic and positional needs are because he has very good athleticism in addition to being over the average size of a safety six foot three, around 215, 220, uh, 220 pounds. You can use them in whatever uh, creative way that you really want to.
2: Yeah, he really is pretty similar to Duggar in what he can do, his build, his athleticism. So yeah, I, that's kind of the obvious go-to answer. I'm going to say Alex Highsmith defensive end outside linebacker edge however you want to describe it out of charlotte yeah he's 63 248 that's what he measured at the combine uh, 33 inch arms so yeah not super long but long enough tested in the 92nd percentile in broad jump 75th percentile in the short shuttle 75th percentile in the in the 40 so he's got wheels he can move he has Burst. So, all of those things, those are tools that I think you can, again, go back to our last question. Those are tools you can work with if you're a coach.
1: Yeah, Highsmith had a really good combine performance and opened a lot of eyes for people at the NFL combine. I I just want to throw in one other name before we go to the commercial break that is continually adding to his draft stock, and that is a former teammate of mine, Isaiah Coulter from Rhode Island, receiver, ran a four-four-five forty, tested pretty well in the positional drills. A lot of people are talking about how much they like this kid. He needs a little bit of polish when it comes to his technique, but that is understandable from an underclassman FCS player. That does not happen often, that an FCS player declares early as a true junior and then also gets invited to the combine. There's a reason why he got invited. There's a reason why scouts are interested in him. He's a very freaky athlete, and he is not even close to the ceiling that he's really going to hit as a player. And that That's not even um, strictly my analysis. That's not me being biased because he was my teammate. Everywhere I look, and from a lot of people that I'm talking to that are um, scouting analysts and also draft analysts, they're telling me the same thing. A lot of people are asking me questions about Coulter because I played with him for very good reasons. All right. Now we have two more questions, but before we get to that, we're going to take a very brief commercial break.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in
1: Up next from Barbara Chumsky, her question is, what positions will be addressed in free agency and which will be addressed in the draft? So this is actually a well-timed question because free agency is coming up soon. We just had our free agency primer show with Dan Pizzuta. If you haven't listened to it, I fully encourage you to because it it relatively answers this question and, and opens the door for it. In the short answer of things, I think based on value at the fourth pick, in the draft, assuming the Giants don't trade back and the value of this free agent class, they're probably going to go very heavy on the defensive side of the ball, seeking some type of a pass rusher in free agency, adding some depth in the secondary with a lot of pretty good available options in veteran players. And then their priority at that, that first pick and also in the second round is probably going to be offensive tackle at some point. There's a possibility for a receiver. And then also you have to take into account linebacker. You either get yourself Isaiah Simmons at that fourth spot, or maybe you find yourself drafting one of these uber athletic linebackers that slides into the second round.
2: Yeah, I think the free agency, I'm looking at hopefully edge, you know, maybe Jadavian Clowney. Unfortunately, I think we've like we were saying before, I I think Ngakwe's kind of out of it. Maybe Dante Fowler, maybe Vic Beasley. And then maybe offensive tackle, I would say even hopefully offensive tackle, maybe Jack Conklin, Tai, Jason Spriggs, one of those guys who could give the Giants dependable starter ready to go on their offensive line. And then at the draft, going to look at if they don't get a starter on offensive line in free agency, going to look there either in the first or second round, probably a right tackle, maybe a center. And then also wide receiver. There are just so many good wide receivers in this draft class. You could throw a dart at your big board and potentially hit a starter.
1: Last question that we have, this one is from Corey Haynes. And his question is in reaction to the recent news that the Eagles are likely parting ways with Jason Peters, their longtime left tackle. They said that they will still be in communication with him, but at the moment, they're going to let him test free agency. The 38-year-old tackle is available. So Corey Hain wants to know, is Jason Peters an option for the Giants? I'm just going to keep it simple and say yes. Right now, this team needs offensive line help. It depends where you want to put Jason Peters. Do you put him at left tackle, bump over Nate Solder? Do you put him at right tackle? Does he even really have the skill set to do that at 38? I I can't really fully answer that, but I will say he is an option because he's a veteran. He's a, had a long, good career. He's not the same player he was early on because he's 38, but he could be an option. Worst case, maybe he doesn't start. He still is tackle depth or maybe a trade piece. I
2: would err towards no, unless he was willing to come over for a very team-friendly contract. Getting the veteran guy who could help with any young developmental players the giants have well not have but bring bring in through the draft that would be great to have but again he's he is 38 he is starting to have injuries pile up so as great as he was yeah i don't think he is that player anymore the eagles are a pretty smart front office so if they think it's time to move on. I kind of treat that almost like the Patriots deciding it's time to move on from a player. It's like that's kind of a kind of a red flag for me,
1: well, that's fair. That, again, there there are a lot of things that that come into play with jason peters. it It is going to be up in the air if they're going to even entertain that thought. I tweeted this out that I think that, Peters fits better with a team that is one player away that just really needs a tackle, that needs some help, that is already has a solidified, pretty good offensive line, but just needs a little bit of uh, extra help because you don't really know for sure what you're getting with a 38-year-old tackle that has not been entirely healthy over the past few years. He has the the pedigree and the career, but 38 is is pretty old for an offensive tackle. Well, that is gonna be it for today's mailbag show. Thank you for everyone who sent their questions in. And also, if you do ever have questions, feel free to send them our way and we will address them each week during the offseason. Be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you're listening to us, and also follow us on social media at Big Blue View. You can follow me at Joe DeLeon and you can follow Chris at Raptor MKII. Stay tuned for likely on Monday, where we will be doing more free agency previewing more in the direction of talking about the available best options offensively in free agency claude 3 from anthropic is your one-stop shop
2: for enterprise ai with models at every point of the price performance curve you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence speed and cost claude 3 opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.
0: More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder.